0: Is this it? Can I do it now? The best of frantic times! Was that okay? I hope that was okay. I can do it again. So, for all you frantic nerds out there, we're up to show 19.
1: Can we welcome people
0: first oh, to the sorry. show? Welcome, everyone, to the Best of Frantic Times Good boy. podcast.
1: You know, you're getting the hang of this. Uh, we're up to show 19, and uh, What's I still, I have, a, I I have, still gr- have
0: to give you the code. What the hell to do? I know, but you're my sensei.
1: Okay, I'll take that.
0: You're my master. I, I learn from the best.
1: Ooh. Okay, fine. Um, enough fluffing. Um <laughs> Where you're listening to the best of frantic times, really, it it does get better. Just uh, just take your thumb off the stop button. It, it will get better.
0: And, and uh, coming up first is uh, Mr. Canoehead.
1: Yes. Now uh, I have a note beside it that this may be the first.
0: Yeah, but it's not the first one that we aired. This is the first one that we ever. It's not the first uh, best of frantic time podcast version of Mr. Canoehead that we canoehead that we aired, but it's the first one that uh, we actually recorded and uh, launched on our radio show. But this is weird. This is nothing like the Mr. Canoehead that that everybody knows and loves. So you have been warned.
1: Have you ever been a manager?
0: What do you mean? Of something?
1: Yeah. Why? You talk like a manager. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is Mr. Canoehead, apparently the first, but not the first.
2: When danger abounds and people can't sit up straight.
3: When life makes less sense than a Super Tramp album cover.
2: People call for one man.
3: Mr. Head.
2: Mr. Canoehead. <laughs> Battler of Evil, Defender of Good, Brother of Ted.
3: That's me! The story of Mr. Canoehead is so incredible, only Mormons would believe it.
2: It all began 15 years ago on a tramp steamer bound for Morocco.
3: And then again five years ago in a laboratory in the wastelands of Toronto.
2: And again the other night in my motel room at midnight.
3: And finally, one day in Algonquin Park.
4: Well, it's time to get out to the portage, Ward. Ah, uh, yeah, right, Fred. oh Oh, wait, look at that. Sounds like a storm's coming up. Yeah, yeah, look, up.
5: Uh, I'll get the canoe. You carry the packs. Right.
4: Uh, I got him. Oh, it's starting to rain. You're lucky you're under that canoe. I'm going to get soaked to the skin out here.
5: I can't hear you under the canoe, Fred. I've
4: been hit by lightning. Yeah, what about me? I'm getting soaked out here.
5: Hey, he ain't got the canoe off my head.
4: Uh, uh, well, Well, I can't ward it. The aluminum's welded right to your head.
2: Oh, my God. I'm a canoe head. And so begins. The exciting saga of Mr. Canoehead.
3: Next episode, Mr. Canoehead buys a hat.
6: (laughs) Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God to join this man, David, and this woman, Lorraine, In holy matrimony If there be anyone here Who knows of any reason Why David and Lorraine May not be joined in wedlock Let them speak now Or forever hold their
2: peace
4: He owes me five bucks (laughs) What was that? He owes me five bucks The groom owes me five bucks
6: Who said that?
4: That's me, David. You owe me
7: five box. Oh, you'll get
6: your money, Stinky. Sir, it seems very frivolous to interrupt a marriage ceremony because of a mere $5 debt. Uh, sorry. Now, if you will seek yourself, Mr. Stinky, we will continue. If there be anyone here who knows of any reason why David and Lorraine should not be joined, let them speak now or forever hold their peace. She's a Trump, Mom. Uh, Mrs. Arnold, Mrs. Arnold, please. Lorraine is a very lovely girl. Then why isn't she
5: wearing white, Mom?
6: I never thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) But, but at any rate. If there is anyone here who knows of any reason
7: My daughter ain't no tramp Daddy, cut it out Sir,
6: sir, sir, we're looking for reasons why they should not be married You
7: want reasons? I'll give you reasons oh, A whole book of them He's lazy He's a bum He's great See a yes?
6: tramp? He owes me five, five You be quiet <laughs> uh, What kind of a provider will he be for a Lorraine If he's in debt? Oh, for- look
1: Fred,
8: you're my best man.
1: Go give
6: stinky five.
1: Hey, no way, man. You already owe me ten.
6: You see? He's a
5: bomb!
9: Daddy,
6: Daddy, stop it! And
5: she's a tramp! Mom, Everyone, please,
6: please, sit down and show some respect for this ceremony. This is a church, not a street corner. You get it! This is a very special day for David and Lorraine. A day for us to set aside personal differences and debts. Let us consider what is best for David and Lorraine now. If there be anyone who knows of any reason, speak now. Well,
7: of if course, the statistics!
1: Wait,
6: wait, wait, wait. No, one at a time. Please. One at a time. All right, you first.
10: Um, uh,
1: statistics. I mean, over half of all marriages end in divorce. The odds are
4: against them.
6: All right, not bad, not bad. You next.
7: The children will be ugly. Lucian! <laughs> <laughs> Reverend, say something, please! Uh, the
6: whatever offspring come of this union will be children of god and beautiful in his eyes
8: thanks reverend
6: besides david might be impotent lorraine could be barren you never know
8: reverend
6: well the lord works in mysterious ways you next
7: oh uh, the religious differences oh
6: a wonderful objection very good well
7: thank you yes. so
6: let's build on that any other reason she's a lousy no, 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 no. Something really juicy. Um, what about his war wound? His war wound, fine, good, of good. I don't have a war wound. Oh, sorry. I, I was thinking of Ernest Hemingway.
9: Aww.
6: People, people, we are talking about a lifelong commitment. So we want something really hot. Like he's a transvestite or she's already married to four ponies. Something Reverend, good. Reverend, you're you're deliberately goading them
7: all. No, Reverend,
6: oh, oh, get on oh, with it. All right. Let's try it another way. (laughs) If anyone knows any reason why this couple should be married, let them
2: speak now or forever hold their peace.
9: Uh, Um, uh,
7: I'm pregnant.
6: I now pronounce you mad. (laughs)
3: Hi guys, I've just been, I've been wondering for the last couple of years, what is the meaning of life? And then I remembered, we have a dictionary, and I looked it up, it's actually very simple. So if anyone asks you, just send them to the dictionary, there's an online dictionary, it's it's very simple.
1: Tonight, Mystery Theater presents, The Easiest Cases of Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) Tonight's episode, The Mystery of the Avenging
6: Heiress. Well, here we are, Watson. Two thirty-nine East Lane, Southway. Residence of the Duke of Montai. Oh,
2: very elegant building, Holmes. Mm.
4: Extra, extra. Read all
1: about it. Eris threatens to kill Duke of Montai to gain estate. Extra, extra.
6: Let's go in, Watson.
7: Ah, Holmes, Watson, do come in. I say, you're
6: pale as a sheet, Your Grace.
7: I fear for my life. My niece and only heir has threatened to murder me for my estate.
6: Be careful, Your Grace. Watch out behind you. What?
7: Uh, uh, I have been shot dead by my niece.
5: Look, Holmes! There's the heiress holding a smoking gun. Mm.
7: I did it! I did it! I killed my uncle for his money!
6: How very confusing (laughs) What do you think could have happened, Holmes? Elementary, my dear Watson The Duke was murdered by his niece For the inheritance
9: How did you know, Mr. Holmes?
6: Dad, Holmes! You'll never cease to amaze me Yes, Watson That's why I enjoy having you around
1: (laughs) Tune in next week When Sherlock Holmes investigates the mystery of the guy right there who turned himself in <laughs> Best terrific times I'm Peter Wildman and
0: I'm Paul Shadow
1: This is uh, are we going to the flop house now This is uh, Yeah this yeah. is our flop house floor show you know if you're going to make fun of the homeless <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh you know, it's it's it was I guess sadly there wasn't a lot of it around but now there is, so maybe this isn't uh, Yeah, it's not so funny. It's not so funny, but uh, we hope you enjoy. Uh it also goes into a song featuring right. you
0: called You Need Me.
1: And what was unique about this
0: one? Well, uh number one, lots of phlegm from me, and number two, you actually played the guitar while you were on your back without even looking at the uh, strings. You just Stomach down. Oh, stomach I was down. lying on my stomach. You were lying on... And then how are you playing the guitar reaching over uh, oh that's right in the front of you ah, that's right that's right
1: actually would they find would you find a you need me on youtube find it on youtube yes because go, we shot it for
0: tv that's right we're not we're not allowed to have it on our own channel but go for go search for you need me
1: right so four on it, the
0: four on the floor see
1: now it feels like clandestine and, and nasty like yeah. selling pot and things <laughs> because we're breaking rules. we are
0: such rule breakers. Here's
1: Flophouse Floor Show.
5: (coughs) Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm uh, Vinny (laughs) Gaborow. Welcome to the Lighthouse Mission Variety Night. Great crowd. (laughs) Well, we got a great show for you. The top vagrants from across the country. I've wandered in from the cold to be here Unfortunately, our opening act, Marsha, the 73-year-old stripper had an accident Uh, She tripped over her pasties (laughs) While she was wearing them And uh, she won't be able to make it But we still got comedy Please welcome a bum who's so funny (coughs) He even makes himself sick laughing, Seamus Sore!
7: Hi, nice nice to be here. Sure beats the gutter, cause the only rats you'll find in this joint are in the stew. Thank you, thank you. Guy says, "Who's that shopping bag lady I saw you with last night? I said, that was no shopping bag lady. You were seeing double, you drunk. Ah. So I walked up to a guy and I said, I haven't had a bite in weeks. So he told me to bug off or he call the cops. So this wino walks into a bar and says, a Manhattan for me and one for my kangaroo. And the bartender looks surprised and says, get lost, you're drunk, you're cut off, you ain't got no money. (laughs) And speaking of my wife, is she fat? How fat is she? She's so fat, you barf. (laughs) Went into a restaurant. The maitre d' says, would you walk this way? So I falls over drunk and he calls a cop and they kick the hell out of me. (laughs) Thank you, you've been a lovely audience. You know. I've laid every handout there is, but Lighthouse Mission audiences are the greatest audiences in the world. Thank you. Love you. Dyna Hyde.
5: Uh, Seamus star. All right. <laughs> now, uh, here's a singer, writer, and souse. And he's accompanied by some dame. Uh, you've seen them yelling at passing cars, <laughs> the only guitarist with gloves, drooling Walter, and the lady in the socks, dress, and pants, Big Mouth, Amy.
10: <laughs> I knew when I first saw you, I had to make you mine. As I lay in the gutter, sucking on some wine. When I tripped on your body, that's when I fell for you Your baggy pants and shaggy face One glove, one sock, one shoe You lay there with your shopping bag looking like a dream i knew i'd never leave you when i heard your shrill harsh scream we huddled there together against the autumn chill i recognized your aftershave the very brand i swill i seen you at the mission you gave me a bombs rush let's go down and out together i love you you big liar. i get out of here i've known a lot of men but not many speaks just like a sewer. Oh ah, jeez, you smell just like a zoo. I oh, thanks. Let me stay with you, baby. For maybe one night, I'll share this here bottle. Be careful, it's brights. We'll sleep in the alley where it ain't so damp. You're the only one for me. That's why the lady's a tramp. Yeah, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I really need it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: why the lady's a tramp. Hey, mister. You feeling a little lonely tonight? Feel like warming up with the best of frantic times? No, we'll help up my sister Sally. She's
0: also available. Okay, bye.
6: Hey, Sam, Sam, I've been looking all over the school for you. We need you in the teacher's lounge. Oh, uh, is it a faculty meeting for new teachers? No, 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 we need a fourth for Euchre. Oh, I'd like to, but I'm preparing my first grade 12 English class. Oh, really? Well, I'm just finishing up my notes on Catcher in the Rye. Wait a minute, you can't teach that pornography here. But Catcher in the Rye speaks to the kids. Yeah, with four letter words, forget it. That doesn't make it pornography No, it's the parents who make it pornography They had it banned and burned It's a great book Look, you know what would happen to the kids if they read that stuff? Well, they'd take an interest in school Sam, Sam! The taxpayers pay your salary, okay? So teach what you're told to teach? Well, I I guess I'll have to go back to Margaret Lawrence and the Diviners The diviners. <laughs> are you gonna show deep throat while you're at it? <laughs> Wake up! But Margaret Lawrence is a great Canadian author. Great, great. You know what that woman stands for? Honesty, clarity, truth. Right, right, that encourages sex. <laughs> well, then, I'm just left with Lord of the Flies and Animal Farm. Oh, good, good. Let's teach them all about anarchy next. Great.
8: Yeah, but wait, th- those
6: books so are. Sam, 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 you're, you're new here, right? Right? Right. Okay? <laughs> so trust me, okay? Teach something inoffensive, apolitical, okay? Huck Finn? One nigger Jim reference, I'm gonna have a race riot in here, you know. But this book asserts freedom. And you said it's not political, come on. Well, well then, Hamlet. No, no. Why not? Glamorizes bad family situations. <laughs> what am I supposed to teach? Pierre Burton's books? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Too risque. <laughs> Farley Mowat a natural affection for animals Alice in Wonderland Promotes drug use Moby Dick You never get past the title on that one
8: Well, that's it then. There's nothing left I might as well stay home. Hey, hey,
6: hey, hey, take it easy, Sam. There's still plenty of approved book. Here, here's a good one, read this one. Oh, let's see now. Uh, See spot, see spot, run, run spot, run.
0: So, Peter, do you remember when we played at the Aurelia Opera House?
1: Yes, it was right. for the Stephen
0: Leacock. Right, and remember that um, we caught the eye of two porn stars from New York who were starting a porn cable channel?
1: Yes, the producers of the show brought them up Samantha That's Fox right. and, and Bobby Asta. Yeah, we called him the
0: Iguana. That's right, and he was about five foot tall, but he had long in other places. Apparently. anyway. anyway so, we have no evidence. Uh, uh, of- but remember they wanted us to write their show. And we said, well, h- what are we going to do? And and Bobby would say, okay, so what happens is that uh, you write the, the the funny parts and at the very end, Samantha pulls off her top and shakes her t***ies. Uh, okay, fine. And and that's it? Yeah. And then then you can write a cop one and then Samantha comes in at the very end, takes off her top and shakes her t***ies. I said, so great, we don't have to write punchlines anymore. It's nope. <laughs> and we turned them down and they were quite angry with us. Yeah, go figure. <laughs>
1: And people on the podcast now are wondering what the beep was for. She was going to shake her what? I don't know. It was a beep. I can assume something, but...
0: Uh, that sounds even worse with the beep.
1: Well, we have to put the beep. This is... Well, how did we get on this topic?
0: We're just talking about stuff. Oh. Oh, Our okay. producer is sprinkling this gold in, in between the sketches.
1: Okay, about meeting porn people. That was the summer... Was that the summer? Uh, if we're gonna name drop, that was the summer Jim Carrey was up there too, wasn't it?
0: I don't remember we were which were summer it was. Yes. Or was
1: it with Fred Penner? <laughs> <laughs> Fred Penner or Jim Carrey? Hmm. Can you get those two confused? I don't think so.
5: Uh, maybe we can get Bobby Asta to introduce the next oh sketch. Oh my God! <laughs> now I gotta Google her.
1: I gotta Google those people when I get home. See where they are. This is Garth Stoner at the University of British Columbia. Dr. Wallaby Goldfarb is working on attempting to communicate with fruit flies
7: in his laboratory. Rubber apron, rubber hood, goggles, lead-lined pants, asbestos gloves. Looks like a dangerous experiment, Doctor. Oh no, I'm just getting ready for a big date. (laughs) This is British Columbia, remember. So... So let's get on with it. Is it true fruit flies can talk? Oh, of course they can talk. They're only human. Well, Why had no one tested whether fruit flies could talk before this? Common sense, really. You know, you asked the dean for money to find out if fruit flies could talk, he'd laugh so hard his teeth would fall out. No, I discovered fruit flies could talk while doing research in a completely different area. What was that? Can fruit flies sing? <laughs> that was the dean's pet project. Can fruit flies sing? Yes but their vocal cords are so small, they sound like Carol Channing. It's horrifying. Yeah. How do you talk to fruit flies? How do you talk to them? Condescendingly. After all, they're just lousy fruit flies, you know. No, 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 I, I mean... mean I it's mean, not like they're gnats or midges yes, or something. No, what I mean
1: is, what sort of equipment do you use? Oh, equipment, well, well, we have
7: this miniature lapel microphone, and then the fruit fly's voice is amplified and then filtered through a piece of cheese here. Filtered through cheese? Yeah, well, that's Colby noise reduction. <laughs> Too bad it doesn't filter all the sounds out, you know.
1: Keep working on. it. Yeah,
7: well, we, then we attach the microphone to this fruit fly's lapel. Fruit flies have lapels? Well, yes, but they're a very low form of life, and so their lapels are rather wide, non-stylish. <laughs> Ties are pretty ugly too, you know. All right, there we go. Now you can talk to this fruit fly. Hello? Hello? Ah! You murderer! You killed him! I did? Well, fruit flies have sensitive ears! Your amplified voice blew his brains out! He's dead! And it's your fault! Well, I'm sorry. Oh, well, it's just a fruit fly. (laughs) I mean, it's not like it's a gnat or a midge or something great, you know. Here, I'll put a mic on this one here. I got tons of these flies, you you know. The place smells and they just come around here. Here we go, okay. Hello, 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 fruit fly. Did you hear that?
1: He said, he said he wants some fruit. Isn't that amazing?
7: No, he's a fruit fry. They love the stuff. Oh. If he wanted sour cream and onion chips, that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, it's his dinner time anyway. Here, give him this banana. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, <coughs> squished them. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yes, squished them! If you weren't such a clumsy goof, I think you were doing it on purpose. Okay, hang on, I'll put a mic on this one's lapel. Uh-oh. This fruit fly's got a strapless gown. <laughs> Oh, here. Use a handheld microphone. (laughs) Hello, ma'am? I'm not a ma'am. I'm a fellow. Want
6: to hear me sing like Carol
1: Channing? No, no, it's okay. Uh, Do fruit flies communicate with other species?
5: I think the Dallas Cowboys will win the Super Bowl.
1: (laughs) Do you have a fruit fly religion or government?
5: Septian's been kicking better than ever,
7: don't you think? Why does he talk about the Dallas Cowboys? Well, you have to remember, these flies have brains the size of pins. They only have enough intelligence for two things, fruit and the Dallas Cowboys. Well, uh, this is Garth Stoner in British Columbia. You know,
1: I disagree with that. I don't think Septian's kicking is getting any better. Hey, Ted,
7: you're arguing with a fruit fly. Get real.
3: Telephone, please. Blood pressure
7: 120 over 80.
10: Oh, dab, dab my forehead, please, nurse.
7: Yes, doctor. It's
3: Blood good. pressure 130 over 90. Scalpel. Scalpel.
7: Clamp.
1: Clamp. Okay, let's close off that artery. Sponge. Sponge. 100 over 100. Suction. Suction. Uh, towel. Towel. Uh, no, more no sponge.
7: More sponge, go. Doctor Dr. Blair.
1: Uh, no, handy wipes and some J-cloths. Handy wipes. J-cloths. Uh, no, uh, a bucket bucket, Doctor. A bucket. No, a bucket and a mop. And a mop, uh, mop Doctor. No, no, give me some uh, sump pump. I a sump, sump pump, pump. pump. Oh, Doctor. Now look, uh, hip
4: waders. Give me some hip waders. Hip waders, Doctor. No, wait a minute. Give me a bowl. Give me some bowls. I mean, give me some bowls. A big Doctor. Give
5: me
1: Now, you were talking earlier about uh, how Dan Always could bring in uh, dark topics and and make them funny. He remember his song kittens.
0: Oh yeah, we we're we, not going to bring that up here. No, <laughs> no, no. Okay. You want to talk Dan- about you want to talk about kittens? We're going to sure. get we'll get tossed no, off the won't. internet.
1: We should bring Dan in. He could sing kittens, a horrible horrible <laughs> no. dark song about what to do with kittens. But he could get away with things like that. Uh, and Rick, he had a predilection for lists. Yes. Egg grades, meat grades. Um, I can think of a few others that they were very list things. Always funny, and uh, including this one called Buffalo Parts.
8: National Geographic looks at the Akashi Indian, the first prairie inhabitants who lived entirely from the buffalo. The Akashi Braves were careful to kill only as many buffalo as they needed. A volley of arrows brought down the kill, And then the resourceful Indians slaughtered the buffalo, making use of every part. The buffalo horns were highly prized as trophies. Often they were hollowed out to carry water or lined with resin for roach motels. The skins became blankets, moccasins, and hairy tuxedos. Smaller hides made bath mats, toilet seat covers, and smelly toupees. (laughs) The eyes, brains, tongue, and sex organs were ground up into a secret potion by the medicine men, or just put in bags and thrown at bad people. (laughs) The Akashi worked very hard. The buffalo skeleton was made into eating utensils, back scratchers, and life-size imitations of buffalo skeletons. Skulls were shaped into luggage. The long spine and tail were given to the children for a double-dutch skipping rope. The stomach and intestines became water containers that no one would drink from. (laughs) The Akashis are friendly people.
2: Are you feeling sad, thinking of ending it all? Then why not give me a call? I'm Roland Grit, and this is Suicide Watch. I care. I really do. Suicide Watch is brought to you by Manfred's, makers of Manfred's tube of lard. The easy to spread sandwich topping, you just squeeze and eat and squeeze again. A soul in distress is calling us now. Suicide Watch, you're on the air, friend.
4: Hi, Roland. Glad I caught you in.
2: Don't do it, friend.
4: Come again?
2: It's just not worth it.
4: Right. Well, anyways, the reason I called, I was just sitting here in my favorite chair listening to your little show and... I started reminiscing about a pup I owned as a little lad.
2: Well, childhood memories can be traumatic.
4: Well, that pup had the darndest habit of chewing my dad's ties. Ties? No,
2: no. Don't take a tie and hang yourself. Don't kick your favorite chair over and swing to end your misery.
4: Oh, doggies, you're way off base there, Roland.
2: You're not going to commit suicide?
4: Oh, oh, heck no, I'm just strolling down Memory Boulevard. Well, this
2: line is for people in distress. You
4: know, I believe that dog was part Spaniel.
2: Sorry, friends. If any of you were trying to get through so I could help you through a tough time, please give me a call now. I care. I really do. Suicide watch, you're on the air
4: Sorry, Roland, we were cut off there (laughs) You know, I notice since you're not getting any of your usual depressing characters You might enjoy hearing an anecdote about my old dog, Fluffy I
2: don't give a damn about your dog
4: (laughs) That's what Dad would say when Fluffy would chew up one of his best cravats
2: Would you get off the line?
4: Dad never said that.
2: Look, I'm here to save lives, Uh to give a hope, Uh to show people the way.
3: But first, this word from Manfred's.
9: Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh, Daddy's cooking tonight.
3: Don't worry, Sally. Daddy's making a meal so simple that even Daddy can make it. Thanks to Manfred's new tube of lard. Neat! I just squeeze out a strip of lard on your plate. And you dig in.
9: Mmm, licorice lard, my favorite.
3: And here's a glass of Manfred's peanut oil beverage. Yum! Now, cholesterol is an important part of every meal.
4: Manfred's tube of lard is greasy good. Why not slurp big lumps of big fat goo? It's Manfred's taste just like a tube a big bat I then pour a cup of peanut oil into. It's Manfred! It's good.
2: <laughs> Rolling Griff back again, waiting for a down and out caller. There must be someone out there slashing their wrists. <laughs> I mean, other than that jerk with the dog. <coughs> Suicide watch. You're on the air. Hello
4: again. Will you compadre. get, Get off my airways. Now wait, wait, Roland. Don't hang up. I'm going to kill myself. You are? Oh, you know it. No one wants to listen to my heartwarming anecdotes about old Fluffy. I'm, I'm going to end it all by overdosing on butyl triethyl polyferric permanganate.
2: No. Don't do that, friend.
4: Oh, you want to hear my story? Well, I. I... Well, that old dog was one for sneaking off with a tie and giving it a good old chop. But you know, it was never an old tie. Nope, uh, 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 darned if he didn't prefer one of my dad's best.
2: Excuse me, there's the music, I have to sign off now. Oh,
4: no problem, I'll hold the line. We can talk all day if you want.
2: Good. <laughs> this is Roland Grit for Suicide Watch. Suicide Watch is brought to you by Manfred, makers of Manfred tube of lard, in mint, butterscotch, and regular plain pig.
1: And here we are at the end of the show, being uh, pretty silly, Uh, but uh, a lovely song coming up here, and I totally, totally forgot about this one. And it's called
0: Spider Love. Right, and it features uh, Mag Ruffman. Does it ever? Oh, she's just wonderful in this.
1: And it's uh, it's a pretty song, and uh, it's a funny song, and uh, that's all we need to say. Please enjoy Spider Love with the lovely Mag
10: Ruffman.
9: I'm a black widow spider who's... Lonely and shy, waiting on my way before an eight legged guy. I need a male, cause my life is so quiet. And when I find him, I'll go off my diet. You'll always eat the one you love. A male black widow who is willing You always eat the one you love A good man's hard to find but oh so filling I long to find a guy with his own web and 14 eyes I shake my thorax just like Raquel Welch I show him a good time before his untimely demise And I'll remember him later when I belch No tears and no goodbyes, no promises or lies Cause no guy lives to tell that I have kissed him we drink and dance and flirt, and then uh, he becomes dessert. <laughs> I tell you, girls, I found the perfect system. You always eat the one you love after you've got him in the mood. You always eat the one you love a male black widow spider who's been chewed and, chewed and chewed and chewed and chewed and you gotta eat the one you love you can't get hurt if you rip him apart oh no I always eat the one I love and no guy Kim, break spider's
0: Huh? I thought you would do it. Oh, I'll do it. You have been listening to the best of Frantic Times, performed and written by The Frantic. Uh, Paul Chato, Rick Green, Dan Rittican, and Peter, Peter Wildman. Wildman. Special guest voices, Mag Butterfield, Mag Ruffman, Carolyn Scott. Sound effects by Kathy Perry, Anton Zabo. Originally produced by David Milligan. Can I the... just
1: say, this is going really well because you wrote everything down? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I had to eventually. The best *The Frantic Times. Produced and not written by... Derek, Derek Wellsman. W-
5: w- w- Boot to the head! Oh.